so Blake, we've been waiting five hours for Dylan. I don't think he's coming, man. Oh, did he not tell you? Oh no. Oh no what? Yeah, he's he's given up on wrestling. He did blatantly send the message because when and I guess we'll get to this more in the actual show. But we, we said Dylan, stay off the internet. You don't want to see what happened. Then the next on day, SmackDown. Then the next day, we just get a message from him that just says, "I saw what happened. I don't care about WrestleMania anymore. Goodbye." So yeah. I mean, he did thank us. Oh yeah, he's like Beca- it was like the Titanic going down. He was just like, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. And then the ship we, we told him not to watch because it was his birthday too. <laughs> it was WWE gave Dylan the worst birthday present. <laughs> it was his birthday. <laughs> Welcome to Fight Boys, the show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined this week by the plattest man on the planet, who seems very upset that I didn't let him finish his thought about R.I.P.D. before I started the show. It's Blake Tanner. No, don't you dare introduce me, fucker. Do you know who I am? I'm Blake Tanner, chief captain detective on the R.I.P.D., so it's and as we stated in the pre-show, Dylan is not here, which means it's gonna be one of those episodes, y'all, yep. and we're real yeah. sorry about it. Actually, fuckers. I may only appear as Blake, but I'm actually Dylan. Exactly. But cause Dylan is dead because he found out that Asuka w- lost the women's championship because yep. why? I let's yeah let's start out on the negative stuff and then move gradually to the positive. Okay. Let's build towards the power of positivity if you know what I'm saying. All right. Because that sucked. I will say when I saw it come across because you know the app will update you just like you know this match ended like this or this happened like this they were like the WWE Women's Championship match. Between Asuka and Charlotte Flair starts now on SmackDown Live. And I looked at that on my app and just went, oh, oh no. no. It's about to happen. Oh, And it no. did. And, like, there were many of us who thought it was going to happen. I was hoping that it wouldn't, but I also know who the people that do the booking are. Yeah. And then Charlotte won. And... I don't think anybody was happy about it. I was momentarily because of one thing, and it's the Scotty Moore Vision Board 2019 that originally said that Oscar Charlotte 2, or at this point Oscar Charlotte 15, would happen at WrestleMania and Oscar would get her win back over Charlotte, and then in the main event, Ronda versus Becky for the normal title. And so when she won... When she won, all I could think was like, oh, so now they're going to be like, Charlotte, you have to defend your title. You can either drop it and face, do, be in the main event, or you could face Asuka. And because Charlotte has respect for Asuka, she's like, I'll face Asuka at Mania. And then she loses. That's what I thought. And then they were just like, nope, fuckers. She's just going to be in the match now. Yeah, there was no way. Like, at the moment, 
Becky's promo leading up to that impromptu match coming out basically said everything that we needed to know. And that's the fact that in this feud, Charlotte has been relegated to, like, the least important aspect. Yeah. So they had to make her more important. Yeah, that's straight up why they did it, is they were like, let's give Charlotte some more importance and some more... I mean, if you want to make it more gravitas to the match, because it it does, from an outsider's perspective, make the match bigger. Because more titles means more bigger, and so... or But it also means that the blue title is not as good as the red title, because she's fighting for the red title, but she's got the blue title. Well, now she wants both titles, is what it is, which is leading me into what I think should happen, which is the winner unites the belts, which is probably what they're going to do, and then Becky can go back and forth when she wins, because she obviously will, vision board. But speaking of that triple threat, can we just talk? about ronda rousey and how fucking of a how much of a little fucking weirdo she is okay i don't know about this so i'm i'm waiting for you i can't wait did you not see the promo she cut before the beat the clock challenge i did not watch raw this week i only watched smackdown so let me explain to you what ronda rousey said and i'm gonna be basically Doing my own little version. Comes out. So, looks like the women are main event in WrestleMania this year. You're welcome. Drops the mic. Walks to the corner. Walks back to the center ring. Picks up the mic. Oh, also, Charlotte. And then she goes off on, like, Charlotte or something. And then she's just like, I'm the best. Drops mic. Walks to the corner. Walks back to the center ring, picks up the mic again. Also, I don't know what a beat the clock challenge is, but I'm sure I'm some one of those dumb fucking gimmicks you come up with. Drops mic, goes back to the corner, and this time Becky comes out, just looks at her and goes, Ronnie, could you just stop being a little weirdo for once in your life and let's have the damn match? And I loved it. It was so good. I do like it when Becky does stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I like it when anybody like calls somebody out for doing weird stuff. Yeah. The only Because there's a lot of weird stuff in wrestling that you can like either get heat for or like get over for a little bit by calling it out. Mm-hmm. Also, fun fact, hey, de- firstly, the- that segment was essentially, hey, here's the women's triple threat and also let's b- bury the riot squad because every single one of them lost. But Here's Well, if, that's nothing new. Yeah, but if you want to build up Charlotte, it makes Charlotte seem like a threat going into that match. Don't have Becky be the one who wins the Beat the Clock Challenge. Have Charlotte be the one who wins the Beat the Clock Challenge. Because no one needs to know why Becky deserves to be in that match. Becky does. But if you show, like, Ronda Rousey, the, women, the woman who was famous in the UFC for finishing matches in, like, two seconds, five seconds, if Charlotte's quicker than her... Oh, now I see why she needs to be in the match. Don't just have her beat Asuka and take the title away from her because you're like, oh, there's too many matches on WrestleMania, but now there's only got to be 16 instead of 70. That implies a level of forethought that I've long given up on in the WWE. Yeah, it's not the best, my dude. Also, poor Kurt. I feel so bad for Kurt Angle. I find it amazing that, like, just a f- not very long ago, it feels like he was still having really good matches in his TNA farewell tour, and now he 
can't even move. Yeah, like the the match against Joe on Monday was just rough, and then he did some sort of weird... I'm fairly sure he killed Randy Orton with that angle drop, because he just kind of picked him up and then fell like a tree in the woods. Well, I'm sure if anybody can slither out of it, it's Randy Orton. It's old Randy Orton, your favorite old wrestler boy here. This is my voice now. <laughs> old Maple Syrup Orton, that's what they call that's me. That's just Felix Ball. It is. Anyways... Wrestlepalooza. Um, yeah, a- the angle match was rough. Like, the match against Joe was really weird because. Yeah. Did you see the end of it? Yes. Where essentially he has him locked in the, in the clutch, then Joe. Then he falls and then pins Joe. And I'm like. That's something you do against, like, a guy who's his first, second year in the business, and it's a thought of, oh, they're not used to thinking that this move could get reversed and get into a pinning predicament. You can't say that about Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe knows to watch his back during that. I'm fairly sure he's gotten pinned like that before. Yeah. It's... I wouldn't be surprised if Kurt Angle had pinned him like that before. It's an amateur mistake, and there's absolutely no reason why he should have gotten pinned off of it, but they did it anyways. Um, It's kind of the only way you could have done it, because somebody brought up, like, Joe was wrestling circles around him, beating the shit out of him, and literally the only way that it would have made sense for Kurt to win was through a clever veteran maneuver, like reversing the Kikina clutch into a pin. So, I understand it. I just don't like the way it was pulled off, I guess. I don't care. But, you know what you should care about? There was a cool headbutt in that match. There was a very good headbutt in that match. But also, (laughs) Kofi Mania, baby! Oh, no, I wanted to save that boy for last, but okay. No, we need to. uh, Mostly because... The, can we just say... At one okay, wait, hold on. Can we put Kofi Mania Part 1 in and just rehash what happened last week? Yes, because that is basically what happened. No, I just want to say of the match itself, my friend uh, Sean of the Radish Podcast just tweeted out, Wrestling is nice core, confirmed, and then just tweeted out the Usos versus New Day segment of that. Yep. Very good, because were the Usos the third, fourth team that they fought? They were te- They were supposed to be the last team they were going to face was going to be the Usos. Yes, that's that. Uh, I understand that. I want to know how many teams were before that to know if they were the third or fourth team that they fought. I'm fairly sure it was four, because it was Galanderson, then it was Rusev. Oh, yeah, because they lost very quickly. Did they? I didn't watch it. Uh, then Rusev Nakamura, then The Bar, then yeah. Usos. The Bar, I think, was the longest one. Yeah. And then I really do... I enjoy the way that they won. Because, like, yes, you want that victorious moment of, like, oh, they pinned the champion or they pinned uh, Rowan or something. I much prefer the idea of, like, fuck it. We just... I'm destroyed. We gotta win somehow. Bury him underneath the table and get the count out, please. It felt very New Day, like, on brand for some reason for me, watching them just, like... Just cover him in a table. Yeah, yeah. Just a matter of, like, Big E sitting up thinking, like, we just got our asses kicked. Um, and then, uh, can we just say... Hey, hold on. When 
when they got him up and when they pulled that table off, do you think that Rowan was a flat as a pancake? Oh, flat as a pancake. <laughs> Is a pancake. <laughs> I, I will say. Oh no! Please don't. Please don't. Please don't start this. Um, but yeah, I can we just I, just don't sleep. Yeah, he was flat as a pancake. No, stop. Just don't sleep on Biggie and Xavier Woods' facials during this match. Stop. That's what it's called in the business, Blake Tanner. I I know, but think about the optics of asking to look at Xavier Woods' facials. I don't care. It's what it's called when they make You could even say facial expressions. That's too many words, Blake. We've only got 60 minutes here. So anyways... Talk about the mouth moves they made. <laughs> Xavier Woods' good eye moves during the match. But yeah, like you could see the... Biggie's le- tongue action. Oh, <laughs> shit. And the New Day's nose moves. You know, all of the best... <laughs> now it just sounds like we're promoting one of those weird CDs on like all the best nose moves from the New Day. Oh. I, be- I think my biggest pop of that match was when Big E did pull the straps down. Oh, yeah, and he was just so hyphy for it. He was like, yeah. Oh, it was so fun watching those two in a long match. Yeah. Especially because it uh, they've been in this, ta- like, they've been in the New Day for five years, and it's amazing looking at Big E before the New Day and after. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, all of them, because they were basically falling into obscurity, and that's why they were putting a tag team together. Well, I mean, X basically wasn't. Just wasn't. Like, he came in, X was at the level of probably the where No Way Jose is right now. Big E was, actually, Big E was doing pretty well for himself, and then... He had, he had kind of fallen off. He had lost several matches to Rusev at that point. Oh, that's right, I forgot about that. And then Kofi was Kofi. So Kofi was almost in a Ziggler role of, like, an established name, but just a good hand. Not worth much. Yeah. Matter of fact, the first time Woods came out to talk with them before, you know, the New Day was finalized when he, like, they were going to get together as a team. Yeah. I believe it was when Biggie and Kofi had teamed together and they lost a tag team match. Yeah, I think that's what it was, too. But, yeah, they, they were just like a, it's a fantastic group and I really enjoy this concept of now, they've very naturally changed them into serious wrestlers because if you had ever told me just like how we're gonna make them fight for the title i'd be like how but having them play off of the like we're a family we're brothers we have worked together for this we've worked for years for this this is why we started this uh like tag team it's a it's really taken it to a new dimension i didn't think it would go to They've done a lot for a, what was originally going to be, like, a pure camp positive face group that got booed to hell and disliked, so they turned heel and basically did the same stuff but loved and relished the boos until they got loved again, which is not a new story in wrestling, but I've rarely seen it done to the point where they've, 
they've been together for almost five years, and they still mm-hmm. feel like a great team that can still go places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also- Which, there were times where I was wondering, is this, is this the peak? Is this the peak of the new day? And then Noah stopped, because now they finally... People have been wanting, like, a new day in some way, shape, or form title run for a while, and I did not think it was ever going to happen. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely never... I mean, I was like... Kofi could do it, but he'd have to break away from New Day. But I much prefer keeping him with New Day because it's adding so many more emotional stakes to the Mm storyline that I really enjoy. And the fact that the story has even hinged on the fact that the New Day, who in interview after interview, Woods has said, our goal is to make Kofi champion. And the fact that they had such that big of an impact on the storyline, I thought was really well done. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also... I know you said you didn't watch Raw, but please tell me you watched at least the YouTube clip of Triple H's promo against Batista. It was so good. <laughs> I didn't. Did he just sing the Spice Girls song? Blake Tanner, he did. What? This is not... He did. I will say, he didn't sing it. But essentially, the you know what happened, right? Like the gist of it is Dave's big big Dave sent him a letter saying like I won't perform at WrestleMania, I won't do the match unless you put your career on the line. So that was the gist of it. And Trips got in some good jokes. Like one of my favorites was he was like, Batista claims that I was using Evolution to keep the world title around myself, and that I was using them. Yeah, no duh, Dave. You just now figure that out, big guy. <laughs> Come on, man. And, of course, then he opens, and he opens the letter, and then goes, I want to read exactly what Dave says. He goes, give me what I want, what I really, really want. Yeah, give me what I want, what I really, really want. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, I really, really, really. And then he just goes on like that for pages, and then Trips just starts ripping up the letter. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, Trips. I I I sleep on how much I love Triple H sometimes too, because he is a fantastic performer. I just I there are very few people that have been able to keep up the kind of promo game that Triple H has, and I think he's even he's even gotten better with age, but that's also because He's he's the kind of part-timer who really gets to pick and choose his stuff now because he's in such a high position in the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I do think though that his there's a clause in his contract that someone somewhere made him sign that he's like, "Well, all right, Hunter. You can have a WrestleMania match every year that you want. I'll only put you one thing though. You can only be beat Returning superstars that are part-timers. And you will always be beaten by full-time guys. That No, that just seems like a Triple H decision. You can't tell me the king of NXT isn't like, I don't give a damn about Dave, but if Seth Rollins asked me to retire, I'd be like, yeah, let's go. Fuck no, you, No, I'm sorry, Dave. hold on. <laughs> now I just need you to imagine the exact same thing that I said and place this scene... In a bathroom with Triple H looking in the mirror. Hunter, uh, oh, he's, I'm gonna need you he's to writing sign his this own contract. Resume. 
This is my contract. Would you like to sign it, Triple H? Cut to... It's like the uh, Pixar short with the old man playing chess, except he's standing up and putting on a leather jacket or standing up and putting on a suit jacket. (laughs) I want want the end to be like he was going to attack... One one H is gonna attack the other by headbutting him. He just smashes into the mirror. The mirror. <laughs> Max Landis make this happen. Oh, I would like that. That's the only way that Triple H knew that he could keep himself straight is if he signed his own contract. Yeah, yeah. Also, are you feeling we- as weird as I am that it's shaping up right now to be a WrestleMania without John Cena or the Undertaker? I mean, it won't be, but it feels weird that two weeks out, we've gotten nothing. Like, last year's build-up to Mania, we didn't see Undertaker, but we heard a lot about him. This year, they're like, ah, whatever. Yeah, I don't even know if I fucking noticed, dude. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, we're... Like, holy shit, I really haven't even thought about the implications of that until right now. Now, I, I will say, Cena... Cena, I, I would probably do what I've been guessing, which is Kurt squashes Baron, and then Cena comes out and is like, come on, dude. Because Cena's already on Twitter been, like, posting, or no, his Instagram, basically posting shit of Baron getting his ass kicked or stuff like that. Now, Gazi... Well, Bar- that's all I ever want. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Taker, Taker may, like, just come out and be like, I'm gonna wrestle next year, maybe. Whatever you want. Or he interrupts somebody, maybe. I don't know. Oh, he interrupts John Cena interrupting Kurt Angle. Yes. And then it comes a tag team match player. Baron Corbin and The Undertaker tag teaming. <laughs> uh, Stop. Now, Gazi brings up a point, which is that Triple H's wrestling contract expires after Mania 35, so don't be surprised if Batista wins. Hey, fun fact, I don't think Batista has a wrestling contract, period. So, I mean... <laughs> Uh, no. Hold on, let me see. Batista has what they call the Drax Clause. Yes. Yep, which means he can do whatever he wants until he stops being dust. Yes. And then once he returns to Drax form, he will say, fuck you to the WWE and quit again. Oh, fuck. Batista can only be in WWE when Drax is dead. Oh, my God. Endgame, keep him out. We need to keep this boy around if he beats Triple H. Holy shit. I'm just saying, they've pulled this before with Triple H versus, uh, I think it was Brock, and he had to put his career on the line, then he beats Brock. I I wouldn't be surprised if Triple H kept pulling this yeah. shit. Where he's somebody like, did... Well, speaking of Brock, somebody did point out some of Brock's greatest weaknesses. Yes. Um, which they involved... Um, Hitting him in the dick, of course. Obviously. Exploited on many occasions. Mostly by The Undertaker. Yep. And by Samoa Joe and uh, Daniel Bryan as well, in very good examples. Did Samoa Joe hit him in the dick? Was it Joe? I thought it was Joe. When when does Brock face Samoa Joe? Because that would be a very good match to see. They had, like, a couple of matches, I think. They had at least one. I'm going to Google that while you keep talking about Brock's weaknesses. Brock's other weaknesses, of course, if he is traveling full speed anywhere near a ring post, he actually repels his opponents from the ring post and is magnetically attracted to the post itself. 
Yes. Thereby killing himself on the ring post. Right. Oh, a yeah, similar you're, thing. You're right. Um, in fact, would you like to know the pay-per-view where Brock Lesnar faced Samoa Joe? The worst name pay-per-view of all fucking time, Great Balls of Fire. Wow. Wow. Damn. Wow. That was a while, dude. That was like two years ago at this point. But oh. you know what? <laughs> was that a turtle? Was that oh. turtle sex noise? Oh. Ah. Uh, another great weakness of Brock, which is, um, the, uh, of course, the many, many, many pounds steel stairs, as well as hitting him right in the diverticulitis. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, the only person, the only time that he has been defeated is actually utilizing a combination of all of these things and the stairs. Yes. Um, now, Blake, I do want to ask, do you know Brock Lesnar's greatest weakness? Money? It's all of our patrons coming together to fight Brock Lesnar. If you want Seth Rollins to win at WrestleMania, then go to patreon.com slash a load of BS and donate, ladies and gentlemen. It helps support the show. It's a monthly donation for the price of a cup of coffee. You can make us smile beyond all belief, and you get access to our exclusive Discord, access to me and Blake's show, You Paid for This, where we watch terrible movies and then commentate over them, and then of course, you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week, like that motherfucker in the chat right now, Gazi, you piece of human ace. But Blake Taylor, um, oh well, yes. Well, just fun fun fact: if um, all of our patrons right now donated for a million years, then we could probably buy out Brock Lesnar's contract. Yes, that's that's how you we will defeat him. But right now, Blake, it's time. In a few weeks, this man's going to be at Wrestlepalooza facing off against our fallen brother, the Dylan. But tonight, we get to face him in internet warfare. It's Dustwatch. All right, Gazi, take over for this bad boy. Oh, also, uh, wait, we're go- oh yeah, for Gazi's birthday, that was last week, we will let him write a Dustwatch tweet. Just send it in the chat. Just send it in the chat. Um, but while we do that, I would like to talk about Brock Lesnar's other weakness, which is just a nice-ass bowl of Golden Crisp. You love it. I love it. Such a good taste. Tastes kind of burnt. It's a cereal that tastes burnt. When do you ever get to experience that? That's true. Are are you going to have somebody, like, get all of the compilations of our Golden Crisp advertisements? I hope not, because I don't want that one in there. They're just like, why are you calling our food burnt? Well, see, that's the thing. I think that it's just going to get like slowly, slowly sadder every advertisement because now we're we're further away from the sugar bear. Oh no, no, than we've sh- ever been before. Every day we stray further from sugar bear's light. And unless unless in a week and a half, like the sugar bear shows up in front of us, then that's it. I'm a. I'm actually. That's just what the dust watch is this week. Every day we stray further from Sugar Bear's light. The only way to fix it is by with a follow. This is more of an old school dust watch. It's okay. You can add on the um the Gazi bit. Oh, did Gazi send one? At yep. Sexy Chucky T, how are you going to explain losing to Trent in a match with a one-minute time limit? Hashtag 20 19. I'm going to save that one for when the match actually happens and Chuck loses. 
Hashtag just watch 2019. All right, there we go. I did also tweet him for Dylan's birthday, saying, like, hey, it's Dylan's birthday, and all he wants is to kick your ass at Wrestlepalooza, you piece of shit. Because did Russ, he say anything? No, he, of course he did. It's fucking Dustin. He's not <laughs> going to talk to us. He never does. Oh, so he didn't say anything? No, he didn't talk. <laughs> he didn't say a word to us. But well, it's not like him at all. Yeah. But Blake Tanner, WrestleMania is on the horizon. And I just, do you have any good WrestleMania tales? Like, like your favorite, if we want to, because I, I figure we could just discuss WrestleMania in general. It is WrestleMania season. I don't. Scotty, I'm going to be honest. I remember WrestleMania 30. And then I remember WrestleMania happening four more times. I wonder, and now we're here. I wonder what happened between there. Believe uh, between 30 and 31, what was that? Oh, it says here you turned 21. <laughs> that may have explained <laughs> why you do not remember any WrestleMania 6 since then. I won't even At 34, I was pretty sober. What happened in 34? Oh, I remember 34. I I mean, I shouldn't remember 34, but I do remember sitting behind Matt Hardy's family and talking to Jillian Michaels' husband. <laughs> yep. So, are you are you holding out hope that you're going to be there? What? Where, WrestleMania? At, um, at, at, New, at New York? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like... Just like how it's happened all of the other times between WrestleMania 30 and 34. Where I'm just like, um, I guess I'm just gonna go. No, I I have entered like 50 WrestleMania giveaways, just praying that I one of them chooses me to go at like last minute. Just be, just to continue the streak at this point, like Mick Foley had a, uh, one of the donate and you could go with them. And I'm like, that would be very, very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What I liked was his stipulation, which just said, like, hey, we'll try to get you whatever you want. If you want to go to a certain show, I could try to set you up. And I'm like, hey, I run a podcast called Fight Boys. Just let me talk to everybody for 20 minutes. Give me Trent <laughs> Beretta in a room, Mick Foley. Just a one-minute time limit's all I need. <laughs> one-minute time limit with Trent Beretta, and that's it. But uh, um, Oh, yeah, that... Daniel Bryan returned. Um, Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H. Fuck, I Devin. forgot Kurt was in that match. <laughs> I just, I'm, yep. I've always just thought, like, oh, Ronda fought the McMahon's in a handicap match. Oh, fuck me. Okay, hold on. Don't look anything up. Okay. Who won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal? Last year? Yes. Last year was Matt, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, don't test me, bitch. Don't test me. The other day, we were just sitting down with Siri on and just being like, hey, give me a month and a year. And then we would go to that WrestleMania or go to that pay-per-view, yep. and then I would have to figure out what the main event was. Who won the uh, the women's battle royal? I keep thinking, wasn't that Asuka? No. Oh, man. Asuka was busy losing. Oh, that's right. Asuka lost, at, uh, lost to Charlotte that night. Yep. Jesus Christ, who was it? Was it Natty? Nope. Is she still with the company? Yes. Um, name starts with an N. Oh, Naomi? 
Yes. Oh, yes, the woman who wins everything that doesn't matter in the WWE. Yeah. Oh, man. She's amazing. Which is Um, sad, because I went from seeing her win the women's title at Mania 33 to, ah, you'll be on the pre-show at WrestleMania 34. Yeah, it's funny that so many, like, I mean, just so many more women came into the actual, like, active roster, and now it feels like if they were to put them all together, they'd have a good roster, but now they've got them between two shows. Yeah, but then there are some of them that are the daywalkers and can just go from one show to another, and that's it. That is true. I do like the fact that we do have people that can go from one show to another now. Yes, but no, only a few. Only the really cool only ones. Now, Gazi does bring up another point about something that was very, very happened at WrestleMania 34, and it's the fact that a child won the Raw Tag Team titles. God, that happened! Yeah, WrestleMania 34 kind of just happened now that I think about it. like That was such a weird one, wasn't it? I'm going back to, like, try to think of the last really good WrestleMania. And I guess you could argue Dallas was good because you had that really cool curb stomp into RKO spot. And then Rusev had a fucking tank and Seth uh, won the title at the end of the night. And then Undertaker faced... Bray? No. Undertaker faced no. Bray at 31. Yeah, Undertaker faced a Shane Mac who had just returned. Oh, Jesus Christ, I forgot about that. That was a weird match. Now we're just kind of reminiscing, but if you'll remember correctly, I yeah. believe that match involved the stipulation that if Shane lost, he was kicked out of the company, but then the very next day they made Shane like GM of SmackDown or something. Yeah, because, you know, Shane had re-earned his father's respect, and now his father didn't have the looming shadow of whatever was in that fucking box. I can only assume incriminating information that would lead to the arrest of Jimmy Snuka. No, no, no. no. It is nothing but a fully written out script for the section where it it was revealed that Stevie McMahon was having his baby. And he was just like, I cannot show this to anybody. Have you seen that? I don't know. I think Vince would be proud of that. Well, no. It, they've got a weird family because if you have you seen that clip from like the Stephanie McMahon DVD where she's just comically like, and then my dad suggested that maybe it like be like him or my brother be the baby and do an incest storyline. And I'm like, that's weird. And I'm like, that's very weird, Stephanie. You're very nonchalant about this. That is very true. Okay, you want to know another fun match from 32? Dallas. Oh, from 32? Uh, wait, I want to guess. Sting versus Triple H? No, that was there, though, wasn't it? It was. Wait, it, was that... No, Sting versus Triple H was 31. Was it 31? I thought it was 32. Yeah, because 31 was, um... 30... Oh, fuck. Okay, now it's just struggling Oh, to... yeah, 31 was when Roman Reigns beat Triple H. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Okay. No, I was talking about... The six-second singles match between Big Red Eric Rowan and who else? The The man who brought a flamethrower. Can we just, can we not lie? That was the most dope moment of that entire WrestleMania was The Rock being like, I got a fucking flamethrower, screw all you guys. (laughs) I love that that was the point that I'm so far removed from it right now that I'm like, yeah, 
Rock just wanted a fucking flamethrower, didn't he? <laughs> that is legit. That's all he wants. He was just like, Rock said, I want a flamethrower, and then the Rock's gonna come out and entertain the people, and that's it. Yep. The fucking Undertaker-Shane match was the longest match on that card. That upsets me. Well, probably ten minutes of it was them cleaning Shane up off of the floor until he went in to get pinned. Um, so, okay... We're skipping around a lot, but... Well, can we just discuss, um, part of me really wishes that my baby came in January, because then mathing that out, that means it would have been conceived in April, which means I could call it a rock baby. I know how much that must hurt you. I know, I'm just like, oh, this isn't a rock, it's technically a dragon baby, because it was right after Dragon Con. <laughs> okay. So, we talked a good bit about Mania 32, we talked about 34. We're focusing on main, like, modern Manias, but can I just say, going back, WrestleMania 17 probably might be my favorite WrestleMania of all time. I think it's the best WrestleMania. It really is, because you've got Rock versus Stone Cold, you've got the TLC match, so many, like, fantastic matches happened on that. Also, <laughs> but, um... Somehow, we just got followed by Wrestling Travel, the official sponsors of StarCast All In and Double or Nothing. I mean, we didn't get followed by Chuck, but that's something, I guess. Yeah? What? Okay. <laughs> hey, y'all, get us to WrestleMania. What up, Wrestling Travel? You could just say, man, I'd rather go to Vegas if you're asking them. Oh, yeah, fair point. Okay, let's see. Wow, weird things happened back then, because in addition to the classic matches, like Shane defeating Mr. McMahon, Edge mm -hmm. and Christian, the, the big TLC match, in addition to that was the gimmick battle royal, where the Iron Sheik won by eliminating Hillbilly Jim, and then The oh, Undertaker yeah. beat Triple H. I forgot that was the one where people talk about it and they're like, yeah, Sheik had to win. He could not take that bump. Yeah, like he couldn't leave the ring. Also, would you like to guess what the triple threat for the Hardcore Championship was? Oh, not at all. Tell me. That would be Kane, Raven, and The Big Show. <laughs> I remember that match. Yeah. We sat backstage at a 10-minute play festival, and we watched the entirety of Mania 17. That's right, I remember that. It's a sad... I forgot about it until I remember that match. I will also say, I have a very, very, like, warm spot in my heart for WrestleMania 22, because it was the first one I had ever went back and watched, because one of my friends... Literally, my first roommate in college had a DVD of WrestleMania 22, and I watched it incessantly. Because you had Edge versus Mick Foley in that insane match where, like, um, Foley has barbed wire wrapped around his center. So when Edge hits the spear, it's causing him to, like, bleed and shit. There's, yeah. the, uh, there's the spot through the flaming table, the thumbtacks. It's an amazing match if you're really wanting to get into hardcore wrestling. There's, um, let's see, Sean versus... Shawn Michaels versus Mr. McMahon where I believe he just did a giant frog splash through McMahon to end the match 
Uh, I'm trying to remember all of the great matches. Also, on the cover, on the poster, John Cena is just beating the shit out of Booker T. And I don't even know if Booker T was on the show. Oh, wait a minute. I just remembered. Yes, he was. Would you like to, would you like to guess who Booker T faced? Um, keep it, who the fuck was it? Well, keep in mind, he went from like challenging for the world title a few years back to then facing the boogeyman in a handicap match with his wife, both of them dressed like royal kings. Oh, yeah. I mean, yep. I don't want to sleep on King Booker. He was very, very good. Um, Oh, the Money in the Bank match was very, very good that year because that was the year they just convinced old-ass Ric Flair to climb up ladders and shit for (laughs) what was a, wow, only a 12-minute match. How how much actual convincing do you think they had to do? I don't know, big man. I'll get up there. Fuck it. Big man, woo! We gonna get up this ladder long time. Bah! Hey. Uh, um, I, w- I want to do something really quick, though, before okay. we finish. I want to go through the card for WrestleMania 30, because that was my first Mania that I watched live. I can almost probably predict the entire thing, if I remember correctly. Oh, no, that's fine. I just wanted to see who's still with the fucking company. Let's see. Well, the winner of the Andre ba- Battle Royal was, because that was Cesaro, who throw- yep. threw out Big Show in an epic moment. Great uh, moment. Bray Probably w- his peak. Yep. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, Br- as a matter of fact, that was after he'd lost a multi-man tag team match. Yep. Uh, Cena versus Bray Wyatt. Both of them are technically still with the company, I guess. Technically. Uh, let's see. We had Taker. Eric Rowan and Luke Harper are, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Taker versus, let's see, that year. Was that the CM Punk year? No, it wasn't. No, no it wasn't. Bud, no, CM Punk was gone at that point, wasn't he? This was the first. Yeah, this press. is thirty, buddy. Oh no, oh no, and I was there. If you're ever wondering if I've ever blocked some shit out, I have because I forgot that was Taker versus Brock, and yep. I heard a pin drop in that fucking stadium, <laughs> brother, brother, because that was insane. I'll tell you who's not here anymore. The. Uh... The Divas champion at the time. AJ Lee, who I believe... Didn't they botch the ending to that match? Because I think she... Yes. Yeah, it was weird. It was supposed to be Naomi that won, but hold on. Can I read you the number of, like, the women that were in this match? It was like 18, wasn't it? Um, I think there was... Hold on. 2, 3, 4, 5, and it was not a battle royal. This was just a normal match. Yes. This was the basically the entire women's roster at the time. Yeah. Asconsa, Alicia Fox, Brie Bella, you mean, Cameron, Hold on. Emma. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Please go back. Say that first name again. <laughs> Oksana. I don't know why I did. <laughs> I prefer Asconsa. Yeah, um, George Costanza. Shut the fuck. I've literally never seen her other than that one time. Oh, I remembered her from, like, beforehand, but I understand. Um, so, yeah, Oksana is gone. Oh, no. Here, I'm just going to read you the ones that aren't. Um, Naomi. Alicia Fox. The end. Naomi. Natalia. <laughs> the, That's it. The end. So, three of them. So, ten are gone at this point. 
Um, yeah, the rest were like Emma, Eva Marie, Layla, Naomi, Natalia, Nikki, Bella, Rosa Mendez, Summer Rae, and Tamina Snuka. Is Tamina, Tamina still there? Tamina's Never mind. still there, yes. Um, no. Main event, one, actually all three of them are here now, because it's Batista, Triple, Batista, uh, Randy, Daniel. Mm-hmm. First time all three of them have been on a mania since then. Oh, yeah, fair point. Well... Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember, is anyone else, like, big on that card that are gone now? There's one, and it's Dean Ambrose, who, oh, wait, also they faced uh, they faced a man who has now jumped ship, Billy Gunn. Mm-hmm. Um, the tag team match was the Usos defeated Los Matadores. They're still there. They are still there. Just not... With El Torito. El Torito is unfortunately not with them anymore. Jack Swagger is, of course, gone, and so is uh, Zeb Coulter. Yep, because he's a weird old man. (laughs) Yep. They're like, we're good. Oh, and also, that was around the time that Rybaxel was the thing. Oh, God, I miss Rybaxel! They were so good! I loved Rybaxel! They were basically the bullies from any Power Rangers show. Oh, God, they have the actual list of people in the Andre Battle Royal. Oh, no, don't do this. We cannot do... Blake, we can't keep no, doing I'm No, I'm going to speed run through it. Okay, ready? Yes. Three, two, one. Yoshitatsu, Brad Maddox, Brodus Clay, The Great Kali, Zack Ryder, Darren Young, Drew McIntyre, Jinder Mahal, Heath Slater, Mark Henry, Titus O'Neil, The Miz, Santino Morella, Damian Sandow, Justin Gabriel, David Otunga, Big E, Fandango, R-Truth, Tyson Kidd, Goldust, Cody Rhodes, Rey Mysterio, Kofi Kingston, Dolph Ziggler, Alberto Del Rio, Sheamus, and Big Show. I gave up <gasps> counting at some point, because when you said the words Brodus Clay, my mind broke because it was just like that was a thing oh my god that was a thing participated but elimination unmentioned by reliable sources seen kata and xavier woods the entire new day was in that match i don't i don't think xavier was in there because i was there and i don't think he was but participated but eliminated by unmentioned or by or Participated, but elimination unmentioned by reliable sources. So they could have just, like, left. They were like, we're done with the match. Exactly. But you know what I'm not done with, Blake? Money. I'm not done shilling this awesome stuff. We got it. Merch.aloadofpurebs.com. It's where you can get merch for all your favorite BS Network shows. We've got shirts. We've got cups. We need to get posters on there, but I'm trying to find... I'm trying to find a distributor that can get us posters that are affordable and not out of the question and as soon as i can we're gonna get posters up there we got it for all the bs network shows but most importantly the fight boys and more importantly than that the jwf get strapped up and and strap on for (laughs) okay for wrestlepalooza coming soon to tv screens but blakey t I'm done yapping my old gums. I'm done talking, which means I think we need to turn things over to two boys that'll talk for us. And that's the commentators of the JWF, Silver Spoon and Captain Tibbs, for another episode. Are you sure you're kind of sounding like Silver Spoon right now? Of JWF, Monday Night War. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by the baddest man on the planet, Mr. Wrestlepalooza, they call him. It's Captain Tibbs. How you doing, Silver? I just got 
a new shave, got the facial hair already for Mr. Wrestlepalooza, the captain of the wrestle ship. That's right, Tims, and let me tell you, we got one hell of a Wrestlepalooza coming up. We got amazing tag team matches. We've got grudge matches. And then, of course, we've got the match between brothers, a match between family as the VWO implodes and Griffin Clouds must face his brother, Travis must face their brother, Justin Clouds, the VWO. Tibbs, it's been an emotional week for these boys. What do you think? You know, Silza, I am not, I, I am, I've had my own family troubles in the past and I'm just, at this point, I'm hoping these boys can realize what's really important. That's right, Tibbs, and let me tell you something. I think Griffin Clouds has been doing him some some thinking as well because he's come out to the ring, and it says that he's got a message for his brothers. So let's have a listen. So I've been doing some thinking, some careful introspection, some, well, to truth be told, some real soul-searching, and most importantly, some growing up. You know, you know what? I, I think my brother, Justin, he was right. Travis and I gotten too wrapped up in everything wrestling recently. Uh, too wrapped up in everything that's the VWO. We've forgotten what was really important to each other and ourselves. And, and that's our family. We've forgotten about caring about one another. And, oh... We've forgotten about what really made the VWO, our brotherhood, great in the first place. And that's the fact that we were brothers, we were together, and we were a family, and we beat each other, and we beat everyone else up instead of each other. And that's why, Travis, I like for you, no, I need you to come out here. Well, all right, there it is, the music of Travis Clouds, the middlest brother of the Cloud Clan, coming out to the ring, and he looks extremely confused, Tibbs. I mean, do you have any idea what Griffin's thinking right now? He might be willing to bury the hatchet, but I don't know where, Silves. That's right, but looks like Travis getting in the ring, and Griffin's Griffin looks like he's ready to say something. Now, my dear, dearest brother, Trav, I'm, I just want to say I am sorry. I'm so, so sorry for how I've been acting over the last few weeks, over even longer than that, the last few months even. Me and you, we were always family, and we were always two of the closest. And that that was what's the most important thing to me. And, and that's why I'm offering you this, this olive branch, this peace treaty between the both of us that says join me together at Wrestlepalooza and we can do what we do best and that is team up and beat the living hell out of our oldest brother Justin we can align together just like old times you know you and me we got tired of every time he would pick on us we, when we were kids we got tired and we would join up and we would team up and we would beat him and we can do it again here at Wrestlepalooza if you just stand by my side 
just like we always used to do. My brother, my friend. You, you and I could go on. You could even become a legitimate contender for the JWF Championship. I would be okay with that because you deserve it. In fact, I want you to have this as a token to show you how truthful I am. Oh my god, Tibbs, is that... T- Tibbs, it's it's the mask of the Hammer Man. Travis Clouds' old persona, the Hammer Man's mask that Griffin stole from him so many months ago. It's it's there, and Travis is taking it. It's in his hands. And Tibbs, this is amazing. <laughs> Put it on, boy. Put it on. That's right, and meanwhile, the crowd... Griffin has his arms open, but the crowd is chanting no, refusing to try to get Travis to join his brother. But Griffin asking for that hug. Tibbs, do you honestly think Griffin has changed his ways? Do you think this peace offering is earnest? I honestly can't tell you, Sills. But I do know one thing, that Travis Clouds has everything back that was stolen from him by his brother. That's right. But oh my god, Tibbs! You say that, but before Travis had a chance to respond, had a chance to do anything, Justin Clouds out of nowhere assaulting his brother Travis, absolutely beating down his brother, beating the living hell out of him. But wait! Travis coming back, and now these two men are in an epic brawl, ladies and gentlemen. But Tibbs, look at Griffin. Griffin Clouds, the baby brother, rolling out of the ring, running up the ramp, and Tibbs Griffin is smiling. Griffin Clouds is smiling, seeing his two brothers beating the holy hell out of one another. I mean, do you you think this was Griffin's plan all along to get them to fight each other? Sills, it seems like that always seems to be Griffin's plan. He's a manipulative son of a bitch. That's right, but wait a minute. Ooh, looks like Justin with the upper hand picking him up in a huge vape bomb. Blasting Travis in the middle of the ring, damaging that back. And Tibbs, I don't know if, if he keeps this up. I don't know if he's going to be able to make it to Wrestle Palooza, but... Oh, no, Tibbs. Tibbs, Justin has the mask of the hammer, man. He's picked it up off of the ground. And, oh, my God! He's ripping it apart. He is destroying the mask no. of the hammer, man. The mask no. that represented no. everything that Travis has fought for. This is insanity. <laughs> what kind of pain are you inflicting to the people? This is horrifying, Tibbs. I can't believe a brother would do that to his own brother. This is an amazing family rivalry. But speaking of family rivalries, Tibbs, let's talk about a family coming together, and that is you coming together with your son, Canada Charlie, to take on his old mentor, Felix Ball. And, of course, the man known as the seven-foot Redwood, the Lumberjack. I mean, Tibbs, how are you approaching this match? Myself, I... I'm going to be honest, I have not been successful in my returns to the ring over the last year or so. I have been humiliated, I would say. I have been beaten, most certainly. I have lost just about everything but my dignity. And I think that's because that I myself, like maybe even Griffin Clouds was saying, have lost a little bit of what was important to me, and that is my family. I left my son, Charlie, to just be taken in by that utter 
utter vicious evil incarnation, Felix Bull. And I've got to make up for that. And that's what this Wrestlepalooza is going to be. This is going to be about family. And this is going to be about redemption. Because I don't know if there's any redeeming myself selves. But we sure as hell can redeem my boy. Strong words ahead of that match, Tibbs. I can tell you've got a, a grudge growing between you and Felix Ball from all of the years, the anguish of fighting against one another. But speaking of a grudge match, let's talk about a match that we're going to see happen at Wrestlepalooza, and that is when the Dillon, the lord of the smirk side himself, takes on the Kentucky gentleman Chuck Taylor and what's going to be an absolutely fantastic match. I mean, of course, we've seen Chucky e. T come back. He and Trent Beretta facing the BS for the JWF Tag Team Championships. I mean, Ch Chuck has proven himself in the JWF. How do you feel his chances against the Dillon are? You know, so something tells me that he won't even last a minute. Well, Tibbs, unfortunately, we've sent one of our top interviewers backstage to try to see what he thinks about that match. So let's go down to Don, the Don McDonald. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Dad, the Dad McDonald backstage at the dressing room of none other than the Kentucky gentleman, Chuck Taylor. Here's hoping we can get an interview with him. All right. Chuck, 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 Chuck. Ah, Chuck E.T., good to see Don, the Don McDonald here. Just trying to get a few words. Well, uh, would appear as though we've been shut out of the dressing room, but don't let that deter you, ladies and gentlemen. I am going to stay outside this door until we get a word with the Kentucky gentleman. And whoa, 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 there, McDonald. Look here, you don't need to work so hard, my boy. You see, you're trying so hard to get this exclusive interview with Chuck Taylor when the only exclusive you need, well, it's coming straight from me, Felix, to Wrecking Ball. Because, well, Chuck Taylor, yeah, he's got himself a high-profile match at Wrestlepalooza. I can tell you right now that the money match at Wrestlepalooza, it don't involve Chuck Taylor. It don't involve the Dylan. No, no, no. It only involves me. It involves this man, the Lumberjack, and those sad sack pro wrestlers by the name of Canada Charlie and Captain Tits. Because, you see... Canada Charlie, he was a man I thought was loyal. A man I thought I had my back on any day. A man that would help me attain my dreams. But now, I realize that Canada Charlie, he ain't a man at all. He's a coward. That the minute he realized that he wasn't good enough, he ran home to daddy and got Captain Tibbs to fight his battles for him. And you see, that's exactly what's going to happen at Wrestlepalooza, McDonald. Oh, Charlie, he's going to stand on the apron and hide from his problems, hide behind his daddy. He's going to hide from me. He's going to hide from this seven-foot redwood next to me known as the Lumberjack. And that means, oh, Charlie, he's going to be forced to watch as the Canadian crew systematically pry apart and decimate the man known as Captain Tibbs. And, well, who knows, McDonald? Maybe after that match, Tibbs, why, well, he'll be so ashamed of his failure, ashamed of his boy, that he'd be willing to sell his whole damn company to me. 
That sounds pretty, doesn't it? The JWF, ran by Felix the Wrecking Ball. It's a dream, really. A dream that I'm going to make true at Wrestlepalooza. <laughs> All right, Tibbs, I can hear you. I can already hear the breathing. I know you're not. I can tell you're not happy about this, but, look, I mean, who knows? Well, you've made your feelings clear about Felix Ball. Felix Ball has had his chance to respond, but you know what, Tibbs? I think we need to give you an opportunity to speak your mind, and more importantly, candidate Charlie an opportunity to speak this, speak your mind. So that's why next week on JWF Monday Night War, ahead of their match at Wrestlepalooza, we are going to have an exclusive sit-down interview between me and Captain Tibbs and, of course, his son, candidate Charlie. So make sure to tune in for that. But, of course, Tibbs, in addition to that tag team... Uh, uh, why, why would we... I mean, we could do it right now. Ah, uh, we've actually, unfortunately, already got a huge main event schedule that is already looking to go long. But before we talk about that, I'd like to talk about the other tag team match happening at Wrestlepalooza as our JWF Tag Team Champions, the BS, of course, take on the returning men. The, the former JWF Tag Team Champions in their own right, Coach and Friend, the dominant man known as Coach James, and of course his partner, David Honey Mustard Jenkins. Uh, Tibbs, how do you feel the BS are going to think in this match? Well, it's uh, definitely an old school style that Coach and Friend uh, are going to be bringing to the table. It's not something I think the fight, or that's, it's not something I think the uh, BS are going to be exactly prepared for, honestly. And, uh, so I'm, I'm going to ask you something. Is, is Honey Mustard okay? I think he is. I mean, he's got that honey mustard on his shirt from 50 years ago, but he says it's lucky for him. Yeah, but it is, it is the same shirt, right? It is the exact same shirt, yes, but... Spe- okay, I do. I want to make sure I wasn't going crazy. Uh, well, one would say he probably should change that shirt, but speaking of things that could change... We could be seeing a title change at Wrestlepalooza as the winner of this year's Regal Rumble, Momoa Curry, goes on to face Brunch Boy Baron Corbin. And this main event match we're seeing tonight, Tibbs, is going to have huge implications. Because we are going to see if the Rat Sension, Baron Corbin's faithful tag team partners, if they are going to be able to stand at ringside or if Momoa Curry is going to have them banned and if he gets the opportunity to choose the stipulation. But Tibbs, it's not going to be easy for him. As, ooh, Momoa Curry starting this match off strong with a clothesline to Victor. And then another, and then another. Tibbs, I thought this was going to be difficult. Momoa Curry facing against two men. But looks like he's hanging Victor up on the clothesline and sending him out to dry, Tibbs. This is astounding. Sells one or two men to a god. That's right. But wait a minute. Now Victor tagging in Connor, the big man of the Rat Sension. Now, Tibbs, let me ask you, do you think the Rat Boy's size may give him a better chance against the Rumble rim- winner, Momoa Curry? It'll definitely slow him down. Slow Curry down. Maybe uh, change the momentum of the match, definitely. That's right. And, ooh, a swift kick to the gut from Connor. Doubles over Momoa. And now Tibbs, the big man, going to work on the god of the JWF. And now... Oh, Tibbs. Tibbs looks like he's setting up for it for a big powerbomb. But wait a minute. Momoa actually reversing, 
deadlifting the entire body of Rat Boy Connor behind him. He's got him by the legs, hanging the body of Connor out to drag it. A huge Alabama slammer putting Connor down. Tibbs going for the pin. One, two, oh, and Victor just barely saving his partner, Tibbs. That was good luck, I'll tell you that. I love it, Silves. You don't see many Alabama slammers nowadays, which is kind of ironic. That's right. Now, wait a minute. Momoa getting back up. Victor trying to put the boots to him. Ooh, but a Momoan punch takes Victor down. Victor rolling to the outside. And, oh, wait a minute. Momoa Curry going back to the ropes. Looks like he's setting up for that big fisherman spear. About to end this match, Tibbs. And Connor making his way back to his feet. And, oh, my God. Momoa, before he can land the spear, Brunch Boy Baron rushed into the ring with a huge brunch of days on his opponent at Wrestlepalooza. Tibbs, this is horrifying. Well, why would he do that? That's right. Uh, Shibata forced to call for a disqualification. Uh, he's uh, Somehow, he's allowed Momoa Curry to win. Momoa has won by DQ. He's given up the chance to have the rat cinching in his corner. I mean, is this a show of ego from Brunch Boy or what? It's... It's just... So stupid. Well, it may not be because now all three of these men are in the middle of the ring putting the boots to Momoa Curry, actually decimating him in the middle of the ring. Ooh, with that... Big fall of rats in the center of the ring. The rat cinch taking him down. Momoa Curry is eating the beating of his lifetime. And I think this may be what, what Brunch Boy needed ahead of their match at Wrestlepalooza. What do you think? Sales, I think... Just give it a minute. Okay, well, I mean, looks like Momoa, he was announced the winner, but I don't even know if he can even say a stipulation right now. Certainly doesn't look like a winner right now as Brunch Boy, oh my God, spinning on his opponent. The trio leaving the ring. I mean, Tibbs, how, do you, how can you even think the number one contender feels right now? Look in his eyes, Sills. That's how he feels. What in the world? Momoa Curry actually making his way back to, back to his feet. Brunch Boy Baron looks like he's seen a ghost on the entrance ramp. What in the world's Momoa doing? So they didn't hurt Momoa Curry, they just made him mad. Brunch, boy, you're forgetting something. Something very important. Because the winner of that match was Momoa Curry. Which means that those two chuckle fucks beside you are banned from ringside at Wrestlepalooza. And it also means that I get to choose what kind of match we have. And if you haven't noticed, Baron, despite everything you've thrown at me, despite all of your cheats, despite all of your attacks, I'm still here. I'm still standing. And no matter how many times you throw me down, how many times you beat me, I will rise. And at JWF Wrestlepalooza, Momoa Curry will rise time and time again to meet the call. Because Momoa Curry will rise as the JWF World Heavyweight Champion when Momoa Curry becomes the last man. Standing. 
Oh my god, Tibbs! Looks like we're gonna have a last man standing match at Wrestlepalooza! This is astounding! What did I tell you, Sills? They didn't hurt him, they just made him mad. That's right, and Tibbs, let us not forget, they have a history in this match. The match that Brunch Boy defeated Momoa in so many years ago was, of course, a last man standing match. Momoa was defeated by Scotty Moore in a last man standing match. Momoa does not have a good history in last man standing matches. Do you think this is a wise move for him? Still, I don't know. I don't know. This is... There's something different about this Momoa Curry. Sometimes you see him, he comes back and he's full of energy and he's full of spirit, willing to fight for what he loves, but this is, this is malice, Sills. This is not a kind and loving god in the ring. This is a vengeful god. That's right, Tim. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen next between these men? How is Brunch Boy going to respond to this? Of course, next week we're also going to be seeing as you and your son, Candidate Charlie, are going to be interviewed by me. A great sit-down interview. We're going to see the BS, all of our combatants at Wrestlepalooza, and see how they react to the upcoming show. But in order to see that, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. So, Sexy Blakey T, it's been an episode. What'd you learn this week? Uh, I learned that we did this segment. <laughs> That's it. I just learned this happened. Oh, God. Okay, no, hold on. Well, I learned that uh, Brodus Clay existed because I forgot about that. So I'm just considering it a relearn. <laughs> That's funny. I can add him to the list of people that I've forgotten about that includes... Uh, Brad Maddox, Darren Young, Drew McIntyre, Jinder Hall, Heath Slater, Mark Henry, Titus O'Neil, The Miz, Santino Morella, Damian Sandell, Justin Gabriel, David Otunga, Big E, Fandango, R-Truth, Tyson Kidd, Goldust, Cody Rhodes, Ray Mysterio, Coven Case. <laughs> we didn't start the fire. It was always burned. It's just the worst world's been turning. Seamus and the Big Show. And also Sin Cara and Xavier Woods, apparently. <laughs> Oh, so where could people find you on the internet, though, Blake? I mean, I know I know you could find Dylan at Sexy Chucky e. T, but say someone wanted to find you. Like, say Wrestling Travel was like, hey, yo, you want to go to Vegas? Yeah, yeah, hit me up on at Blake A. Tanner. Um, I don't do Twitter much, so I might not respond. Uh, on, But um, you can also, like, check me out on the Darkroom Vidya. I want some of their videos there. And otherwise, I live in a rock. And I do do Twitter, and you can find me there at Scotty Mo S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon. Just look up Scotty Moore. You'll find that. And then, of course, make sure to go to a load of purebs.com and check out all the other BS network programs from a load of BS to opposite attractions. And then, of course, remember to support this show. If you can't do it monetarily, we understand that. Just go to iTunes, leave a five-star review or a whatever-you-want review, but preferably five stars. Just be <laughs> put just put the lyrics to "We Didn't Start the Fire." It's perfectly fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, or if you're on YouTube, make sure to subscribe because next week we have some awesome news coming out for you guys. So you're not gonna want to miss it. It's a huge announcement for next week's episode of Fight Boys. But until then, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook. Donate to the Patreon. Subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show. Chuck Taylor. Because when you're a fight boy, well, you're a fight boy for life! <laughs>